This is Unexpected Beginnings, the neonatal unit. I burst into tears. Yeah, I burst into tears because he looked like a little skinned rabbit. I knew like see-through. Literally, you could see his heart pumping out of him. I said, oh, you can put your hand in and touch her if you like. And she was laid down. I thought, what am I going to do with a frog? Hello, I'm Caroline Verdon. And I'm Kerry Bickerdyke. And we're both parents of babies that have been on the neonatal unit. Seeing your baby for the first time when they're on neonatal, whether they're premature, whether they're full term, it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, like you just don't even know where to look. There's so many sounds, smells, people. I know I felt like I would be able to look at my baby and sort of recognise them because... When I'd had Arthur four years before, I looked at him and I thought, gosh, instantly, don't you look like your dad and don't you look like your dad's dad? Instantly. And yet, when I saw Fred, didn't really look like a newborn baby and it threw me. One of the mums we spoke to was Charlotte and her and Chris had their son Noah in Leeds and they had him one day after I had Fred and I will absolutely never forget when I first met you, Charlotte. I was walking down to see Fred and you were walking the other way and you just looked at me with this absolute look of nothing other than shock and surprise on your face. And you just looked at me and you went, I've had a baby! (laughs) (laughs) So it was safe to say that having Noah at 30 weeks and six days was an absolute shock for you. It was because my water's broke and they checked us over and said, no, you're not in labour. And then Chris went home and then there was all these pains through the night and I had to wake up every hour to get, because I had gestational diabetes. So I had to wake up every hour and test my bloods. And I felt these pains coming on. And I thought, well, is it contractions? And they were like, no, this pain could go on for days. And I thought, dear God, I can't deal with this. This is not going on for days. (laughs) And in the morning, they came round for breakfast. And I was like, "I, I can't have this breakfast. I said to the woman, I said, I can't deal with this pain. She said, let's have a look. And it still never crossed my mind that I was going to have a baby. That I consider myself quite intelligent, but it just didn't get into my head and turn to ring, ring Chris as well. And she said, oh, yeah, I can say baby said, we better get you down to labour. I was like, all right, OK. And off I went, and I think 20 minutes later he was born. It was like, all oh, right, OK. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had a baby. <laughs> what a shock. And, you know, what, what about Chris? Did he make it in time? No, he met him in the corridor. So he he was coming in for the appointment on the morning for like the doctor's rounds, and he, as no was being like the the wheel were wheeling them out. Chris met him on the corridor, um, and they said, "This is your son." And so for you, Charlotte, what was it like when you first saw Noah on the unit? I, I burst into tears. Yeah, I burst into tears because when he was in the incubator, he then had the big mask over his head, like the big ventilator. It was like across his head, like a skull cap kind of like, um, and he just looked absolutely, he looked like a little skinned rabbit. Um, and obviously you don't know at that point what's the, what's going to be the outcome. I think that's it. You expect that when you see or hold your baby for the first time, it's going to be amazing. There's going to be birds singing. There's going to be sunshine. Uh, The world's going to be an amazing place. And then when that doesn't happen because you're holding your baby or seeing your baby for the first time and they're on a neonatal unit and covered in wires, 
you have all that fear and that just gets in the way. Yeah, because they don't look or feel how they're supposed to and you're too frightened to touch them. Yeah, it's just not quite how you imagined. And that can be hard to deal with. Michelle and Tim had baby Freya at 25 weeks. My very first glimpse of her was on the operating table and they carried this very, very tiny baby wearing a pink woolly hat in a plastic bag to my face to show me her. And I remember being obviously very poorly and not quite with it and on a lot of drugs and um, I couldn't move. So my baby was kind of put in front of my face and I'm like thinking, I don't really know what's quite expected of me at this minute. I didn't know if I was allowed to touch her or kiss her. or So I was just kind of like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> they said, you can give her a kiss, like kiss her head. So, oh, okay. So I remember really clearly having that thought, like a really bizarre thought in my head of, I don't really know what you want me to do right now. Um, but then following that, um, because of the preeclampsia, I had to have magnesium infusions for quite a while after delivery. So I couldn't go up to the neonatal unit till those had finished and until um, some of the uh, anaesthetics had worn off a bit. Um, so I got wheeled round uh, on a bed with two of the nurses with me. Um, so that felt a little bit odd because... I'm still in my hospital gown, still not able to move properly and catheterised and really not really quite with it, being wheeled through the hospital corridors um, and then onto the ward. You feel like you've made this really grand entrance as you wheel through the doors and your bed comes clattering in against everything and everyone's looking. Um, but, yeah, I was so pleased to see her and see that she was okay and like that she'd got all her equipment on and everything because I knew that in theatre everything was a bit of a mad rush to get all the wires on and get her ventilated and all that kind of stuff so it was nice to see her in the incubator kind of resting and peaceful and not having loads of people working on her um I like Tim I, I got to hold her hand a bit um leaning over the side of my hospital bed <laughs> but sadly um kind of when you're in that position you're you're um, there on the good graces of the nurses, really, because I was still poorly and they had to stay with me. Um, and obviously on a busy uh, maternity ward, they were kind of needed back there as well. So things were quite time limited, um, which was a bit of a shame. But no, it was, I, unlike Tim, didn't Google what she would look like. So I wasn't really sure what to expect. I was a bit frightened of Googling it and being put off or... Um, I was a bit scared of what she might look like when she came out early, I suppose, and I was a bit worried if I Googled all these images, I'd get traumatised by it or something, and so I didn't really look. Um, I read what to expect um, in black and white, but I didn't look at any photos or anything. So, But weirdly, it didn't matter you know, when she was born. None of that mattered. She was my baby, and I, she, she was a tiny little person with all the features that you would have expected. She was just very – I mean, I, Tim described her as a frog, but I always thought she looked like a little skinned baby bird. Um. I always thought my Fred looked like a skinned baby bird. But I used to say how um, – one of the things I found really bizarre is I wasn't expecting the amount of skin – it was like he had these tiny little baby bird bones, mm. but then elephant skin over the top of it. Like his skin was just waiting for the bones to grow so that they would actually fit properly. But the the wrinkles in his knees and his elbows, and mm. I just used to find it fascinating, just just the amount of skin he seemed to have. I was shocked at how red she was. 
because obviously the skin's so it's more or less translucent at that point. So you could see all the veins and capillaries and everything. So she just looked really red. Freya's ears were flat to her head at first. I don't know if your Fred was like so. She didn't didn't look like she had any. Uh, so they just like they looked like they were drawn on. And I remember pulling them sort of away from her head and sort of trying to form her ears a little bit more to look a bit more human. I remember exactly the same with the ears. They just, I thought they looked like elephant's ears. Did you have that with Charlie? Charlie's got a little dip in, in one of his ears and I still, to this day, think it's where a wire's been <laughs> when it was born, just pressing on there. You never know. Um, we also spoke to Megan, who had Theo at 28 weeks. She started having contractions during a maths exam which she somehow still went on to pass. But even though her mum is a midwife, how Theo looked was still quite a shock to her. He came out in his sack. Obviously, they popped it. It were breathing fine. Everything were fine. Um, they showed me him and then, as you expected, got rushed off. We had to wait for about only about two hours to actually go see him. And I think that was the worst part of it, seeing him. Because when I saw him, there were no tubes or anything. Uh, so then when I actually went to go see Amy, uh, he wasn't incubated, he was just on CPAP. So I had that and then all the wires and cannulas and stuff. And he was like see-through as well. Literally, you could see his heart pumping out of him. Um, and he had like a cut on his leg when he was born. But because he was so like see-through, you could see all his veins and stuff. It just looked like 10 times worse than what it should have been, really. It's really hard, isn't it, when... Your baby doesn't look how you expect because because it can then be a struggle to try and bond with them. It's hard to imagine that when they're asking you to do skin to skin and you've got such a precious tiny baby that you could ever form that bond if you're not able to touch them properly. It's also hard to imagine even touching them properly because I know for... I mean, I was always encouraged and staff were brilliant at, you know, helping me when I was worried and scared and all the rest of it. But they're so small and they're mm-hmm. so precious and they look so delicate and they look like they could be damaged so easily that it's scary to touch them and to pick them up. And if you knock a wire and it beeps, you feel like you've done the most awful thing. Don't you? Don't you? Um, In the next episode, we talk more about bonding with babies and also how important it is for parents to spend time with babies in neonatal and the actual real difference that it can make. To find out more information on anything you've heard about in this episode, do check out the links in our show notes. Unexpected Beginnings, the neonatal unit, is recorded in conjunction with Leeds Children's Hospital and funded by Leeds Hospitals Charity. As the official charity of Leeds Teaching Hospitals, they support NHS staff to deliver the best care for patients and their families. Generous donations have funded life-saving equipment, research, fellowships and improvements to the patient environment. Every penny donated helps to support the hard-working staff across the hospitals and enhance the experience of patients and their families. To find out more, head to leedshospitalscharity.org.uk. This podcast was created and produced by Under the Mast Creative Audio Productions.